Good evening. Good evening. Welcome to our crossover service for September going into November. Before we proceed, I'd like us to take a word of prayer. Whatever you are hearing me this very moment, um, no matter what September looked like, God was awesome for you. So I want you to take some time with me, even as we just give God praise. Father, we want to thank you, glorify your name, worship you, adore you. For the awesome wonder that is the month of September. You told us that you will begin to teach us about birthing and inheritance. And I want to confess to everyone hearing this night that indeed you began to open our eyes Consequent upon which the giant superintendent made some declarations in his message yesterday that was an eye-opener. I thank you for my listeners. And this night I ask that your counsel be made known unto us, even in detail, in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, I'm going to take you through some things that are on the mind of God, then I will break off so that you can go and pray. Listen to me. Prayer. It's very, very important. But prayer with understanding is even more important. So, I'm going to be reading from the book of Psalms 45. Please join me quickly. By the grace of God, it will not take much time. Psalms 45. We're going to be reading verse 1. And the Bible says, My heart is indicting a good matter. I speak of the things which I have made, touching the king. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. Listen to me. There are things that are spoken about you in the word of God, spoken about you by prophecy, spoken about you by yourself, which you need to call into existence using your mind to write them, using your tongue, forgive me, to write them in your heart. Now, why is it necessary to write in your heart? Listen to this. A man bought a brand new boat, and the boat had what is called autopilot. So, what he did was, he went out to the sea to show it off to some of his friends, and he projected a point into the autopilot, and the boat took them to that point. But he never disengaged the autopilot. This is not an original story. One of my revered ministers shared it with me, but he opened my mind up to something. Now, he did not change the settings on the autopilot, but when they were trying to fish, they weren't getting much fish, so they kept trying to go somewhere else. So he would turn the steering of the boat, and the boat would start moving, then he would go and relax, thinking he's still on autopilot. But the problem was, because he didn't change the original settings, whenever he turns the boat, and the boat will just automatically return to that original setting it was given. Now, I beg you to hear this. 
um, in subsequent messages by the grace of God, maybe not on this platform, I'm going to be teaching about the tongue and how powerful it is. And that is what we're going to be dwelling on this night in prayer. Now, but listen to this. Whatever you speak to yourself is more powerful than what anybody speaks to you. But the medium of changing your life is in your tongue. The medium of causing your your standard of life to change is in your tongue. If it were in hard work, people who carry goods or who do block work or whatever will be very, very successful. But it is not in hard work. If it was in school, knowledge you obtained from school, graduates will be among the richest people in Nigeria. But of course, you know that is not true. If it is about business, some people who wake up early in the morning to go to business will be some of the richest people on earth. But of course, you know by now that that is not so. But the point is, you only change your life by what you confess to yourself. Praise the Lord. Now, I'm not going to dwell on that much, but I want you to begin to follow me to understand one or two things. First of all, this night we're going to be dealing with the tongue. The tongue and what is possible with the tongue. Because I want you to pray when I'm done. When I close this message, I want you to take some time and go and pray. Now open with me, if you are with your Bible, to the book of Job chapter 5 verse 21. The Bible says, Thou shall be hid from the scourge of the tongue, neither shall thou be afraid of destruction when it cometh. Listen to me. The tongue can scourge you. Your own tongue can be a punishment to you. Another person's tongue can be a punishment to you. For members of the parish where I am located, I taught them one of the days that nothing exists just like that. No. Whatever happens to you, it's not as if I, I, I need you to pause and listen. Whatever happens to you was spoken by someone or conceived in the heart by someone. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. The Bible says there are two aspects to every man. One of them is what you say and then the other one is what you think. So even what you think is called conversation in the Hebrew language. What you think about a matter is called conversation in the Hebrew language. So I taught them that whatever happens, whether good or bad, must be conceived in the heart of a man. A spirit cannot cause it to happen. God himself cannot cause it to happen. He is a spirit. So of a necessity, he needs your heart, your mind, to conceive a thing which he is about to speak. Somebody asked me a question this morning, and I want to bring it up right now, uh, going from the message of the general superintendent. And she, a sister of mine, she was asking me, she said, does it then mean that dreams are not real. I said, no. The general superintendent was trying to explain to you something. I said, okay, listen to this. Have you ever asked yourself why it is that when you dream an incredible dream, good, incredible dream, can I point that out? Good, incredible dream. When you wake up, if you are not properly taught, the first thing that comes to your mind is, is because I had malaria or I'm beginning to think too much good things. I, I used to say it in church and people laugh. But the issue is you never believe it. You never attach faith to it. And you wonder why you have good dreams and they don't come to pass. Because you never attached faith to it. You never did. But when you have a scary dream, 
a um, projected evil dream. You believe it. And somebody said, no, I don't believe it. That's why I pray against it. My brother, you reacted in fear. Fear is an equal force of faith, but in the negative direction. I'm sorry. In my church, I teach them to take responsibility. You don't go deviating the responsibility and expect things to be different. No way. You have to be honest with yourself. Take responsibility. It's your fault. You believed it. That was why you acted in fear. That was why the GS was speaking yesterday and said, he explained in steps. I'm not going to get into that. But the point of it is, immediately you believe it, it comes to life. That is the language I need you to understand. Immediately you believe it, it comes to life. Now, but why am I talking about that? I'm talking about that because pictures, the Bible says, no, not the Bible, sorry. English people say pictures speak more than words. And a picture is worth a thousand words. The most powerful medium of control, communication, change of life is in pictures. That was why when God wanted to change the life of Joseph, he gave him a picture. If you remember, your father and mother will bow to you. His interpretation, not minding, God had a plan. So he gave him a picture. Did he believe it? I don't know. But he began to be excited by it. So yeah, he believed it. And eventually, it came to pass. When he met Abraham, he gave him a picture. Go to a land, and I will bless you. He painted the picture with his words. Now, but 521 says, listen carefully, something that really does happen. You see, thou shalt be hid from the scourge of the tongue, whether it is your own tongue or not. Whether it is another person's tongue somewhere, here's the point. You should go to God immediately we finish this broadcast. Go to God and begin to declare that even the one you speak with your mouth, yes, you can. That even your own confession of negativity over your life that will become a scourge unto you, will, you will be hid from it. What is the basis of that? Jesus died on the cross of Calvary. And he said, every failure of yours, every mistake of yours, it is finished. So on the basis of that, you need to tell the Lord, why is it important? Listen, October is the month of birthing. It's the, Sorry, it's the month of delivery. September was the month of birthing. But October is the month of delivery. You will receive the things which you have birthed. If you believe that, I want to hear a thunderous amen wherever you are. It's an act of faith. But you will receive delivery of the things you have birthed. Now I want to teach you the things that could be a problem and how to receive the delivery. That's why I'm here right now. By the grace of God, I should be able to do that in the shortest possible time. So, you are going to tell the Lord, by the death of Christ on the cross of Calvary, whatever my own tongue spoke contrary over my life, whatever men spoke, whether I heard about it or did not hear about it, I am hid in the blood of Jesus. Therefore, that scourge will not affect me. Number two, go to Job chapter 6. Yes, we'll be doing a lot of dwelling on the Job and Psalm. So, 624 of the book of Job, he said, teach me and I will hold my tongue. And cause me to understand wherein I have erred. Listen, you're going to tell the Lord, every error I declared with my mouth concerning my life, my destiny, my finances, I'm sorry. I don't really have the time to get into details explaining each step against your destiny, the things you have said against your destiny. Some of those who listen to me on 
on Tuesday before the general superintendent began to minister, they will really get what I'm saying right now. But the point I'm making is this. I cannot begin to explain that right now. So this is what I want you to understand with me. Praise the Lord. Get this. He said, teach me and I will hold my tongue. You're going to tell the Lord every error I have spoken over my life in times past from when I was born and I didn't know. First of all, Lord, I recall them. I counsel them. They have no effect. The Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians 12 that we bring every thought. Thought includes words spoken, conceived thoughts unto obedience at the feet of Christ. Therefore, whatever you have conceived before, that is not of the word of God concerning your life, your destiny, your relationships, your finance, you call them back in prayer right now. But that scripture also says, teach me. And as you are crying unto the Lord and calling him back, you need to tell the Lord to teach you, to use your words to begin to program your life aright. Listen to me. It is of interest to God to teach you because the Bible says, in the book of Luke chapter 11 verse 11, it is the pleasure of God to give you the kingdom. Stop worrying. He will give you the kingdom. Praise the Lord. Now I want you to quickly go to Job 13. Yes, I'm going to be taking my time and I need you to take note of the prayer I say you should pray this night. That's why I'm starting by 10 so I can get it done and then you go and minister to yourself in prayer. It's not about the time someone else will tell you what your life is about. The Bible says in Isaiah Psalm 45 verse 1, that you will write your story of kingship with your own mouth. You will write it into your mind and it will become manifest. Praise the Lord. Now, the Bible says in Job 13 verse 19, let me read it for you. It says, Who is it that will plead with me? For now, if I hold my tongue, I shall give up the ghost. Listen to me. I was teaching them in church on the Thursday before service began. We had a one-hour prayer. And I was teaching them, and I said, the Holy Spirit is your paraclete, given to you to stand by your side, go with you everywhere you're going. But one of the things it does is when you can't utter the right words, when you can't even speak, when you are incapacitated, not only by health, you can be incapacitated by rioting thoughts. You can be incapacitated by wrong circumstances. He says, he will cause men, I was telling them, I said, he will cause men to speak for you who may not even be in the sphere of your existence at that point in time. Now look at what the book of Job says, 13, 19. Who is he that will plead with me? Listen, you need to go down in prayer now and tell the Lord after this broadcast. You need to tell the Lord, every time I'm incapacitated, raise for me righteous tongues, tongues that are, that are versed in the word of God, that will speak my liberation. Raise for me. Whenever I'm in cap, come on, you understand what I'm saying. There are times your emotions are crippled. Your emotions are distraught. And then you need to talk. You need to speak a future that has nothing to do with your present tense. You need someone, anyone, anywhere. So you need to tell the Lord this moment, any moment, I cannot speak good for myself. I cannot speak the word of God over my life. Raise a righteous tongue to go and speak for me and raise them in prayer raise them in any sacrifice necessary to speak for me you need to bring it before the lord and report to him praise the lord now i want to show you some few things if you go to job 27 4 before we continue the prayer patterns we're mentioning listen to me 27 4 he said my lips shall not speak wickedness nor my tongue utter deceit 
You need to go to God and tell him, listen, why I'm mentioning that is because in um, in uh, Proverbs 15 verse 4, yes, in Proverbs 15 verse 4, he says, a man whose tongue is wholesome will be blessed. He will have peace all around and nobody will be able to make him afraid. Listen to me. You want to tell the Lord this morning. The Bible says in John, when, when I finish, not this morning, when I finish this broadcast, you need to go tell the Lord. John 15 verse 2, the Bible says, your heavenly father will purge you that you may bear much fruit. You need to tell the Lord, purge my tongue. I want to have a wholesome tongue, a tongue that will not conceive evil and speak evil, but a tongue that will continuously speak the blessings, the power, the strength, the glory of the word of God over my life, continuously without fail. Lord, purge my tongue until I have a wholesome tongue. It is of a necessity. Now, listen, Psalm 5 verse 9. Let's let's keep going. Psalm 5 verse 9. The Bible says, Psalm 5 Verse 9, the Bible says, For there is no faithfulness in their mouth. Their inward parts is very wickedness. Their truth is an open grave. They flatter with their tongue. Oh my God. You want to tell the Lord, listen. Lord, turn my feet away. From them that flatter but hide evil in their thoughts. Listen, somebody can be calling you a blessed. Man of God, you are a blessing to my generation. Somebody can be telling you you are a glory to your father's house. Somebody can be calling you a star. But the motive of the words they're speaking is evil. Listen, the power, pay attention. The strength that causes words to have effect is hidden in the motive and intentions. When I begin to teach about tongues, about the tongue of men, what you speak and what have you, all the principles, I'm going to elucidate on that. I'm going to clarify on that. But the point is, the strength that causes words to have effect is hidden in the motive of the speaker. We'll get to that eventually. But pay attention. Tell the Lord, turn my feet away from any man that flatters me but has evil intention in his heart. You don't need to be in their company. Listen to me sometimes. God must tear you away from people you are comfortable with who don't have good intentions towards you. Not that they can hurt you. God can preserve you. But they can limit you. They can delay you. They can cause you to be hindered. You need to talk to God this night. Praise the Lord. Now, the Bible says, let me show you Psalm 12. In consonance with what I was just sharing, Psalm 12, verse 4. It says, Who have said, With our tongue will we prevail? Our lips are our own. Who is Lord over us? Any man that you see that when he's speaking, this is a counsel Pastor Joshua gave me. He said, If you see any man that when he's speaking has nobody he's revering, that is pertinent. Has nobody he reveres, that is, he respects enough to control his mouth around that person or enough not to speak evil of that individual. The Bible says they are like the angels who are in their estates, but they are more stupid because they continuously talk evil of dignitaries. If any man around you is like that, I don't care what you have with him. The Bible says, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Some of them are inside the church in the name of being believers. Walk away from them for the sake of your soul. Praise the Lord. Now, moving on very fast. I'm looking at my time. The Bible says, in the book of Psalm 64, verse 3. 
very, very important scripture, Psalm 64, verse 3. This is what the Bible says. It says, Who wet their tongue like a sword, that is the wicked, and bend their bows to shoot their arrows. And what are the arrows? Even bitter words. I met a young lady. Let me take some time. I took my time and explain this. And she came to stay with a friend of hers here in Kaduna. And while she was staying with that friend of hers, I came around to the house and I discovered that, that her friend had a, forgive me, a, um, what's a cantankerous tongue. Anything that happens, she will come up with someone who did that evil and how that person will not be well with them. That was the language I kept hearing. So when she was seeing me off, I turned to her and I said, my sister, get out of this house. She said, why? Because she was comfortable, you know, clean bed, good chairs, comfortable environment. She was comfortable. I said, get out. She said, why? I said, when next I talk to you, you yourself will tell me why. And I left. I think it was about five, six days later, I saw her again. And she was telling me that she's leaving the house that day. And I was like, what happened? No, before she told me she was leaving the house, I asked her, I said, what happened? Why are you distressed? She said, listen, now when I want to worship and pray, I'll start counting faults. I'll start counting the wrong people do did to me. And eventually, I won't pray. And she said, she was wondering whether she was under attack. I said, you're not under attack. Listen to me. The things you've been hearing from the mouth of that young woman is beginning to play a role in your life. And you are becoming bitter like her. Bitter words are the arrows of the evil ones. Turn away from them. But here is my counsel for you. No, here is my declaration over you. Every bitter word spoken against you, as long as you are rooted in the death of Christ Jesus, that is as long as you are born again, every bitter word spoken against you will not find manifestation. I'm coming to that. In the name of Jesus Christ. I'll tell you why shortly. Now go to Psalm 71 verse 24. Still looking at my time. Psalm 71 verse 24. Here's what the word of the Lord said. My tongue also shall talk of thy righteousness all the day long, for they are confounded, for they are brought unto shame that seek my heart. This requires faith. I'm not going to pretend with you. I'm not going to lie. This requires faith. Applying this principle in your life will require faith. So you're going to ask the Lord to teach you how to dwell on His goodness continuously. Thinking about it, talking about it, thinking about it, talking about it. He says, when you do, the enemies that come against you to hurt you shall be confounded. They will be brought to shame that seek your heart. That's the only way to cause them. Listen, no wonder the Apostle Paul wrote in Philippians chapter 4, I think verse 6 down to 8, and he said, dwell on these things. Think about these things. Whatever is good, whatever is pleasant, whatever helps, whatever edifies, think about them. Continuously talk about the goodness of God and His goodness will begin to manifest in your life. But if you continuously talk about the condemnation you find, it will begin to manifest in your life. What you speak about repeatedly becomes a reality. Praise the Lord. Somebody should take caution from that. Hallelujah. Now, I go to Psalm 120, still looking at my time. Forgive me. 
Psalm 120, verse 2. Psalm 120, verse 2. This is what the word of the Lord said. Open with me, please. He says, 120, verse 2. He says, Deliver my soul, O Lord, from lying lips and from a deceitful tongue. Deliver my soul, O Lord, from lying lips and from a deceitful tongue. Listen to me. When I was talking to them on a Thursday this last week, and I said, most times, you lose glory in conversation. Wait, wait. The Bible clearly says in Psalm 25, be continuously set trap for me using my words. And the Bible says in Luke that the Pharisees started pressing Jesus, pressing when they saw he was angry. They started pressing to utter many things so that they can entrap him by what he's saying. No, go beyond that point. Things are stolen from you in conversation, just like you rule your life by conversation, by the things you speak. Things are stolen from you in conversation. You need to tell the Lord, even when I want to be stupid, guard me from thieves that use conversation to steal from me. I don't want to go into that even further, but I just want to leave it at that. Praise the Lord. Now, finally, finally, but not exhaustively, but finally for now, for today, as you enter into the month of October, listen to this word. Let it be your guide. Let it be your belief. Let it be what you build your faith on. Isaiah 54, verse 17. Yes, I know you know it. It's not just about reading it. Pay attention. It's real. The giant superintendent mentioned it yesterday in his message. He said, No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. Child of God, when you pray, believe this. Nothing they gang up to do. Yes. Sometimes more than one person will gather together. I don't have time, but in my next message, I'll mention that. I'll get into it properly by the grace of God Almighty. Now, even when they conspire to speak your destruction, he says, their weapon shall fail. Then he said, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, whether you, oh God, this is where Christians fail. Listen, Jesus died. There's no judgment against you anymore. There's no accusation that can stand. So here's the point. Whether you believe what I'm saying or not, listen to me. No tongue that rises against the judgment, you will condemn whether you are guilty or not. You will condemn it. Whether you are guilty or not, you will condemn it. Now he says, this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Yes. It's not for everyone. It's only for the seed of God who have given their lives over to Christ. Any other person, the grounds of accusation, you must address. Praise the Lord. I want to stop here. But before I stop, let me pray for you. If you are listening to me, please close your eyes. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for all who have listened or who will yet listen. I ask that an impartation of your spirit go with them. Quicken their spirit, quicken their flesh, destroy every affliction, scatter every ailment, recover their mortal bodies, 
and then exercise their spirit into the realms of glory. Let them begin to see the heart of God and begin to flow into it in great abundance. For it is your desire, therefore it is fulfilled. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. God bless you. Thank you once again for coming online. Mm-hmm.